Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, the Toe Lady, Rachel Presser, coming at you live from New York. And today, we're going to be talking about pet insurance, since we do have a pet section over at Home Stratosphere. And so, as you may have surmised by now, um, exotic pets, namely amphibians, are really my wheelhouse. But today, we're actually going to be talking a little bit more about uh, furry kids, because um, that's actually what pet policies tend to cover the most. I'm going to dive into it a little bit later um, with exotic pet insurance because one spoiler alert, yes, there is one carrier that, um, in the U.S. that actually does do exotic pet insurance. But usually, though, pet policies mostly apply to dogs and cats and gory um, patients in um, pet insurance. And so... A lot of people, you know, debate if pet insurance is really going to be worth it, you know, for them, you know, to take, you know, to take out because yeah, vet bills, you know, can get, you know, incredibly expensive and then there's checkups and, you know, and other things like I know like for, for dogs, I think like they need heartworm pills. I'm sorry. I'm not really um, a dog person. Um, I think they're cute. I could appreciate them, but I'm not really as on the up and up with their care. Like, my sister is, like, the big, like, dog lady in our family. I know toads. That's my wheelhouse. Um, but I know that, like, dogs do require, yeah, like, a little more, like, year-round maintenance than a toad does. And that can get, you know, pretty expensive along with vet bills. And and so, according, you know, to vets who've uh, weighed in on the matter, um, it's pretty common, you know, to have at least, like, one, like, major vet bill for a dog or cat in a given year. Um, you know, whether it's, like, you know, an accident or emergency or just, like, some, you know, some kind of surgery that they will need for, like, an ongoing condition. And so, you know, it can be, because that's the thing, is it can put you in an extremely heartbreaking situation, like, if you're, you know, really broke and then, you know, your pet needs surgery and then, you can't really afford it. And then it also puts, like, the vet and their staff in a horrible situation, too. They have to deal with this regularly where, you know, it's, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to, you know, like, see this dog or cat die. But if we can't, you know, if, if you, though, cannot afford, um, you know, to pay for the surgery, then there's no, like, they still need to get paid for their services. You know, vet practices are expensive to maintain. And it can just be really awful and heartbreaking all around. And so buying pet insurance um, may give you some peace of mind. And so I compiled some information um, from the Insurance Information Institute, which is a you know pretty um, authoritative resource on this. And so uh, in terms of how much pet insurance um, you know was going to run you know the average American dog or cat owner, um, it's pretty it's, it's here's the thing it varies really widely. Um, there's not really like a gold standard, you know, for how much it's going to cost you. But the um the average that I came up with was between thirty to fifty dollars uh per month, where in general, like older um and or larger pets um are going to cost you more. Same if they have any pre-existing conditions. That is if your policy is even going to cover them because just like how, you know, humans um, in America have to deal, you know, with this, like, freaking barbaric, you know, bullshit system where you have to pay through the nose every month, you know, for 
health insurance, though the way it was before the implementation of the Affordable Care Act was if you had a pre-existing condition such as like cancer, diabetes, or this whole laundry list of things that even included just plain being a woman, for instance. Like if you had if you had the audacity to have children, that's considered a pre-existing condition, and then therefore you can't get health coverage if you have a pre-existing condition. And that's actually how it works for a big uh, number of pet insurance carriers. They will not insure your pet if they have a pre-existing condition. Um, Embrace is a carrier that is an exception to this. They do offer policies that will cover a pre-existing condition. So if you're adopting you know, a pet from like a rescue or you know, or you had to, like, take matters into your own hands if, like, you knew that pet was leaving, like, an abusive home, and, like, they may be, like, behind on vet exams as a result, and then they find out that they have, like, canine cancer or something. Well, Embrace policies do cover curable pre-existing conditions, but they do not cover incurable ones. So this is something to keep in mind before you commit to a policy, because, you know, yeah, it, it obviously depends on, you know, like how healthy your pet is, where you got your pet from. And yeah, because that's really going to, you know, affect like how much you're going to get charged. Um, I said, even though 10 to $100 per month, like is actually like the, the range that you could be facing. Although interestingly, pet insurance is actually like, one of the biggest, like, growing sectors of the insurance industry, um, yeah, like, it says, like, yeah, yeah the, um, III says that 2.43 billion pets were insured in 2018, which is, like, a 17% jump from the prior year. They didn't, they did not get, um, 2019 stats in yet, but I'm assuming it's going up because it does seem to be on this upwards trajectory, and this is actually a good thing because, um, the more people that have pet insurance, the wider the risk pool is, which means that, you know, cap, you know, unchecked capitalism aside, a wider risk pool does generally mean that, you know, hey, you're going to have more people covering each other, therefore the premiums could go down, especially, you know, if you have more people who need more expensive policies to cover older pets or those with pre-existing conditions. Um, this wider risk pool could actually mean that, you know, the premiums could start to decline over time. Um, now for us, you know, people with exotic pets, um, the III did not have a lot of information about us. They just said that reptile owners make up 4.5% of the 85 million Americans who have pet insurance. So we're here, we're growing. And Nationwide is the one insurer that does have exotic pet policies. So I did not have um, any for my toads before. Um, when I'm ready to adopt again, I'm probably going to go look into it. Because, um, the, oh yeah, because the biggest characteristic with pet insurance, just comparing it to horrendous uh, human health insurance, is that these, um, these uh, you know, premiums only tend to cover, like, catastrophic, um, you know, incidents like accidents, um, you know, emergency bills, um, and things such as, you know, cancer care and whatnot. It's not like the same as human health insurance, you know, where, yeah, like, cause you have a lot of, this, you, you do have some similar components like premiums and deductibles and, 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 you know, and, and, uh, 
cost sharing or what's called co-insurance. It's all, yeah, in, in human health insurance, it's all, it's all just one big fucking scam. But when it comes to pets, though, um, things like your routine vet visits, though, are not covered. Like, say, with a human health policy, you may have a free annual physical, and then you may have, like, say, like, a $30 copay every time you go to, you go back to your doctor for other things or to go see a specialist. Um, it doesn't work that way with pet insurance. Um, so you don't get, like, a reduced cost when you just you'll go for, like, you know, your your dog or cat's will visit. Um, it doesn't work that way. It's only if they need to have, you know, some kind of procedure done. Um, although it's uh, it's pretty rare. Some of them will do cost sharing for um, for dental cleanings, which those can rack you up about maybe 500 bucks a year. That's just one more advantage of having a pet toad in my book because toads don't have teeth. I wish it worked that way for humans because uh, dental work is uh, painful and really expensive. With that said, um, yeah, like the, uh, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, so you gotta read the fine print on these because not all, even not all treatments are also gonna be covered by pet insurance, and so I know it's, like, gonna be impossible, you know, to really, like, predict, like, what your pet could wind up with down the line, um, so unless, like, they already have a pre-existing condition to be aware of where you have to find out if it's curable or incurable, which in that case you're going to want to contact Embracer unless some other carriers, you know, start to offer coverage, you know, for pre-existing conditions. And then, oh, you also want to check into if it's going to be accident only or accident and illness. Um because the illness part is usually what a lot of people tend to be ill-prepared for, you know, and face the really heartbreaking decision, you know, like, oh my god, am I going to have to put, you know, my pet down because I can't afford treatment, or I can only afford, like, baseline treatment, and it's just really terrible all around. Um, yeah, so you want to look into, you know, how much accident-only versus accident-illness costs, and then find out from the insurer how much they tend to raise the premiums over the years, because while we face premium increases as humans, you know, for a lot of nefarious um, causes, you know, for those uh, increases, with pets it just increases every year, you know, by default, because like I said, the older the pet is, the more you're going to have to pay, and their age has a lot more magnitude than, you know, human age. So, a lot of people still recommend, you know, getting pet insurance just to be on the safe side. Like, it's not terribly expensive um, in most cases, but it ultimately depends, you know, on your pet's circumstances. Um, so, I would definitely, yeah, like, you know, call a, call a few different um, carriers, you know, and see what kind of rate you can get, Um if you have a carrier, so like Nationwide, for instance, they don't only cover exotics, but you may be able to bundle it with any other insurance you have, like car or home insurance, and that also might help you save a few bucks on it. But always remember to read the fine print, you know, and make sure that, you know, you understand the risk of what is and is not being covered, and um, hopefully you can get some peace of mind to know that your pet is going to be okay, whether you're a dog, cat, birder toad uh, parent <laughs> um no matter what so yeah be sure to stay uh you know stay on top of the really uh really interesting um you know pet articles we're going to be 
populating the pet section of Home Stratosphere with. Um, yeah, got some uh, pretty cool stuff in the works for 2020. And uh, yeah, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Home Stratos. And I will see you again next time.